This week on The Uncommon Truth, we're taking a look at another of Jesus' parables and what it has to say about the kingdom of heaven. In the parable of the ten bridesmaids, Jesus tells a story about a group of women waiting a bridegroom's arrival. Some prudently plan ahead and others foolishly don't. So what does that mean for us today? And how can we make sure that the oil in our lamps doesn't run dry? Steve and Vicky are going to drop some uncommon truth on you coming right up. You really, through tragedy, through disappointment, through prayers unanswered, that's where you really begin to see how your lamp is situated. Are you keeping the Holy Spirit light alive? Does your faith get stronger? Do you get beat down? You're listening to The Uncommon Truth, a podcast about Christianity the way Jesus meant it to be. The Uncommon Truth is a podcast produced by the Father's House Church of Orville, California, and is available wherever podcasts can be found. If you missed an episode or want to share the show with a friend, visit UncommonPodcast.com. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please take a second to leave us a review. That helps us climb the charts so more people can find out about Christianity the way Jesus meant it to be. If you want to give us your feedback, you can email the show at uncommontruthpodcast at gmail.com, and we'll try to feature your questions and comments in an upcoming episode. Finally, if you're looking to learn more about the Father's House Church, School of Transformation, or Life Recovery Ministries, visit fathershouseoroville.com. And now let's get into the uncommon truth. Here's what's coming up. All right, welcome to The Uncommon Truth with Pastors Steve and Vicki. We're at the School of Transformation building at the Father's House Church in Oroville, California. Oroville. Welcome. We're glad to have you here. Did you guys know in the past week, so you guys took your your new uh, medium-sized camper trailer out on a little trip with you and Mark, and while you were away, we had our 20,000th download of The Uncommon Truth. Do we know who it is? We can give them a card. Oh, I don't know. Oh. Yeah, well... Let's say it was me. I downloaded the show. <laughs> you get a dolphin. <laughs> yeah, I get a, I get a 1986, very used camper, 53,000 miles on. 20,000. That's that's a 20, lot. 20,000, not 20,000 individuals, but 20,000 downloads. So we have oh, about oh. A, 100 and 108 episodes, I believe. Oh, so I've so. I've downloaded 108. So I'm 108 of those. Two th- okay, yeah. I get it. I get and it. And I right? I downloaded about 15. So yeah, Vicky just <laughs> yeah, I just sit there like I keep down on everyone's phone. <laughs> just kidding, it's fabulous. You were the first to download of our uh, the School of Transformations new podcast, oh, Refuse Ordinary. You know so. what? If you haven't heard, seen that download, that's fabulous. That's a fabulous um, video. Yeah, that's my sister-in-law Tamara is Great the job. host, and uh, different different teachers from the School of Transformation just breaking stuff down. So Great. if you haven't checked that one out, and you're all caught up to date on the Uncommon Truth. It's called Refuse Ordinary, and you can just type that into uh, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, Refuse Ordinary. It's the only one. Yeah, and it's also Facebook Live every Thursday evening, I think 6 or 6.30 on on Facebook Live on the School of Transformation page, so you can check that out. And if you want to watch it, it's it's done really well. It's video and audio like we are. But they go live on Facebook at that time, and then we record it and put it out for podcast. It's for so the if younger you, if people. So if you're a podcast-type person, you're, you're used yes. to listening to us here, it'll drop onto your podcast if you subscribe right away. You don't, It won't be video, but you can go back, or you can choose to watch it on Facebook and just uh, live stream it there. And there's 
like lights, camera, and action, and everything. And you're gonna have to hook me up because I have no clue how to do it. Just yourself. it'll just you you follow the school of transformation. Just do your thing, and when it goes does. ding, you just at gotta six thirty night. Just you take pay my attention. phone and hook me up the way Luke That's, just. Yeah, Luke yeah. will do that. So uh, yeah, I was I actually went mountain biking with a a fr- uh, a new guy at the church, and he he had a nice bike, and he wanted to know where some of the trails were. We got talking about. Um, pastors being being you know somebody you can trust and follow and and people of good fruit and i actually used you and your phone as an example because i said you know steve just tosses me his phone because he doesn't know how to use it and (laughs) and he goes here fix this thing and yeah you know there's not many people who just let you look at everything in their phone and you know all their passwords and everything i'm like steve can't get a a podcast to play and he just walks walks into my office drops the phone on my desk and walks out and comes back later i didn't think he knew where your, your office was well, That's it's going to change soon. Yeah, it is going to change soon. Anyway, you guys have a good trip? You know, we did. We took a, um, our son, Mark, who has – he's a 38-year-old man, and he has Down syndrome, and he's just a, a jewel in our crown of four children. He's one of the jewels. And uh, he doesn't usually want to go with us anywhere, so we were so shocked when we said, you want to go in our new trailer? And he said yes, and he was very excited. Yeah. And we, went, we were going to a lake, and then um, – while we were driving out of the driveway, going to that lake, our daughter called and said, actually, they're evacuating that lake, oh, Bucks Lake. So we ended up in a, an old uh, KOA park. In Auburn. In Auburn. It was great. With, and Mark had to swim. Auburn's one of the places of my childhood. It's like, one, it's like 10 miles from my home, 11 miles from my home, you know. And, yeah, it's beautiful. And it was great to see things that I'd, I'd been to a lot of the places. And Vicki and I went on a couple drives. And one really funny drive, we <laughs> saw this... Uh, shortcut from Auburn from Forest Hill to, to Colfax Coloma. and we took it yeah and it Colfax. was a dirt road that was maybe six inches wider than my truck with cliffs on the right <laughs> yeah, and cliffs freaky. on the left for a little bit like a mile in the middle was really treacherous down yeah. by the river and not with the like, trailer right no no no, no. we, we just were going we there. were we were scouting places we'd want to take the trailer later and this yeah. is definitely not one but <laughs> nope. we ended up down on the north fork of the American River and I, I have I've had some of the greatest times of my life on the North Fork of the American River, and it's just good for me. I, I kind of went, I went back to some childhood places, you know. That's just, cool. Even though that road wasn't exact, it still looks exactly like the places I went as a kid. Mm-hmm. Well, it was only 50, so we thought 14 miles, that's, you know, yeah. from, um, from Forest Hill to Colfax, and, and it says Primitive Road. Well, <laughs> yeah. the next time we see Primitive Road. Yeah, we're going to know better. We're going to know better, because it really, there was a, it was, it was a little hairy, because if anybody yeah. came near you, there was absolutely hmm. nowhere, nowhere to yeah. pull off. That sounds like the road we went, when we went up, but we were in a minivan. We went to uh, Juniper Lake, which is, you know, I, I was saying last week, you get to know the people who were recommend things to you and and the people who recommended this to us definitely have a four-wheel drive oh you guys should be fine and we were just like scratch, ah, this scratch. is going to be really fun when we get there but this is hope i have an exhaust manifold and what do you do when you come face to face with another car those roads it's crazy you gotta know i was a little bit up. bigger than some of them so yeah, yeah. We, there was no room we would we literally it was my i looked at my apple um watch for my my what's it called your blood pressure oh yeah she was checking her pulse <laughs> that was pretty funny <laughs> she did start getting a little nervous but she did all right she did real life. good yeah we yeah. had fun yeah. that's great well we're glad to have you guys back and we're still going 
on our season season three it's the uh the kingdom of heaven is like i love it and and i actually was doing some research because i don't want this season to end and uh, i you know at first i identified some of the parables and we're starting to run out of them because you know we've covered a lot and then i found a bunch more so yeah i think we're going to be at it for a little while good um, but today I wanted to I want to talk about one in Matthew 25, and I'm really Matthew interested 25. in hearing hearing this because I've kind of yeah I kind, I just want to know what you think because I've I've read this before and it's probably it's one of those like I think I understand some of it or bits and pieces mm-hmm. but I I kind of wonder how it fits so and I bet there's people out there listening that have wondered the same thing so if you're uh, listening at home pull over to the side of the road. Get out your Bible app. Steve likes the NASB, so we're going to read Matthew 25, starting in chapter in verse 1. This is the parable of the ten virgins, or the, the bridesmaids. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and read it in my best podcast radio voice. I like your podcast voice. And this is Jesus, all red letters, Jesus speaking. Then the kingdom of heaven will be comparable to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the groom. Five of them were foolish and five of them prudent. For when the foolish took their lamps, they did not take extra oil with them, but the prudent ones took oil in flasks with their lamps. Now while the groom was delaying, they all became drowsy and began to sleep. But at midnight there finally was a shout, Behold, the groom, come out to meet him. Then all those virgins got up and trimmed their lamps. But the foolish virgins said to the prudent ones, Give us some of your oil, because our lamps are going out. However, the prudent ones answered, No, There most certainly would not be enough for us and you too. Go instead to the merchants and buy some for yourselves. But while they were on their way to buy the oil, the groom came, and those who were ready went in with him to the wedding feast, and the door was shut. Yet later the other virgins also came, saying, Lord, Lord, open up for us. But he answered, Truly I say to you, I do not know you. Be on the alert then, because you do not know the day nor the hour. So there's... There's a lot going on there. That was Matthew uh, 25, 1 through 13, if you want to go back and read it again. Um, but there's a lot going on there, and I think there's, like, it doesn't sound like the wedding we just had at our church with some of our friends a few weeks ago. It's, you know, I think there's there's a lot going on there that maybe, mm-hmm. like, they do weddings differently, or, hmm. like, what's... I don't even yeah, know how to, the customs to light of their a lamp day, with oil, you know? Customs of their day are different. You know I mean? No, no, I just, I was going to defer to you, but uh, if you want me to go, it's, it's a, it's a kind of a interesting story regarding the, they, they started out right. All 10 started out correctly. They went out to meet the bridegroom. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting to me. I just kind of got that. And they fell asleep because the bridegroom took too long. And then, then they didn't have enough lamp, um, what oil in their lamps, so the other ladies wouldn't give it to them because they were prepared. They took extra, so the five didn't have it, and they ran home to to buy some. And I'm just kind of wondering, like that's, they went out yeah. to meet the bridegroom. They all thought they were ready. going to be fine. Yes, yeah, so they that, all thought they were ready. That's interesting. So it's kind of like, and you put it to today is a lot of us think we're ready and we're not and then mm-hmm. you know the, and and, and the, Jesus often um, cautions and warns us and says you know um, I never knew you you know all these are saying you know you think you are but you're not you know uh, I will separate you from the the goats and the sheep and and you know when did we when did we give a cup of water in your name and all these things it's like 
what he just said is so many of us think we're ready and we're not. Mm. That makes me kind of scratch my head and want to be ready. So the very definition of prudent is someone who cares, cares carefully for the future. Look, a prudent person plans carefully for their future. Jesus says about money, you know, that why do you worry about it? Mm-hmm. But in this parable, the kingdom of heaven, he wants you to plan for the future. Carefully. And this is a story of people mm. who are planning for their for the fact that he may not come when we expect. That's good. He may not our 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 timeline, timeline may not be his timeline. And the other's saying, We're fine. He's coming quickly. Is this is you know, we I talked to a guy in Home Depot the other day. I went to we go to Auburn and I've talked about the people when my house burned down the workers at home depot followed me around they were so worried about me they felt terrible for me i was the only guy they knew whose house burned down in wildfires and a year later 17 employees in that store had their house burned down in the campfire paradise california he was one of them and he he just was he had a hard time but him and i had become friends throughout you know the years he worked at home depot and i go there because i'm a builder and he eventually took his insurance money and bought a house in Auburn and moved there and took a job in a store. And so I didn't ever think of that. I walked in the store in Auburn two days ago, and there he was. And so we started talking like old days. I mean, we talked for an hour, and I kept wondering, you know, don't you have to work? <laughs> anyway, but he goes, I'm the boss now. So he, he got a promotion. But at the end, I just said, you know, in your stories, I don't hear anything about you being ready for Jesus. He goes, I've already done that. I've been there and done that. <laughs> and I think that that's the most common when he said it. I just had to let him know that I, I really think there's more to it than you're thinking, and you should pursue that. You should look into that. You should maybe go buy some oil. You should maybe make sure your lamp is full because you've never, since I've known you, mentioned Jesus. Jesus. You just went forward at an altar call somewhere, or you proclaimed that you agreed with what so the Bible Christ. teaches about a Savior coming and dying on a cross. And I, I can't judge the man. I just wouldn't want... I wouldn't want my conversation to never have Jesus in it. And I know so many times in mine and his conversation, even the one two days ago, all I talked about was Jesus, the church, and he follows the church on Facebook. He he was following Ava Lynn's dilemma, Nicole's Nicole's uh, stuff, and he was very interested in our family and knew knew a lot about it. But he doesn't know about this story that you've got to maybe do something to make sure your lamp is burning bright when when the bridegroom comes and this is not a description of a humanly wedding i i don't know the customs of their time you know 10 virgin bridesmaids i mean virgins uh were pretty common in those days before marriage and today they're not Hmm. we wouldn't have the same customs of anyway but it's a story of 10 people who think they're in they've been chosen as bridesmaids we've been chosen Hmm. last week's podcast was about being chosen This week's podcast is about they are chosen and they did not they were they were not prudent. They didn't carefully plan for their future. Now, five did. They were even brought extra and they they can't plan. They can't plan for their future. They can only plan for their own future. Mm -hmm. And these five, what the word was foolish, it says lack common sense, lack proper decorum. That's a foolish person has it wrong really has tomorrow wrong the plan for tomorrow is wrong for a foolish person the plan for a prudent person is they've got a plan right or wrong they've got a plan to try to make it good 
And this is the kingdom of heaven will be comparable. It'll, you'll look at it and go, now I understand how they compare because many people will come and say to me, Lord, Lord. Yeah. And I will say to them, I never knew you. You might have said you believed in me, but I never knew you. And others will say, but we cast out demons in your name and we prophesied in your name or we, we you know, we said we believed in you. We prayed the prayer. We, we went forward. And I remember one time saying to a crowd, show me where it says in the Bible anywhere that you raise your hand to an altar call or you make a profession at an altar and that's it. You're saved. Show me anything like that that doesn't include lifestyle preparation, being ready, making sure, you know, and, and, and any, just show me anything that takes away, endure to the end, overcome to the end, any of those things. And this story is very clear. The, the kingdom of heaven, Jesus is saying, is going to be comparable. When the judgment comes, when the decision's made, when the bridegroom comes, who gets in and who's left outside and and you know um what what happens in the end where they're outside and they don't get in and they i think they should. it's too late they thought they were going in and they didn't and there's no real there's no real solution for them it's too late and the kingdom of heaven is like this wedding picture, this word picture, where 10 people. Now, this is a, this is a group of five parables that mm -hmm. all have a win-lose outcome. Wow. The one right before it is, I think, that's the one about the, the, the slave doing the master's will and the, and the other slave not doing. And the question is, who will be justified? Who will the master um, give a reward to the next one after this one is talents where there's going to be a wreck there's going to be a reckoning what did you do these two guys plan prudently for the future by making the master you know something of what the master has by increasing what the master has and this one lost nothing and you know it goes on and on there's five parables in a row that really show that it's the person who plans ahead is ready fashions their whole life mm -hmm. to be ready they've got extra they've given all they've got all ready to go and and they're they're ready for the long marathon they're ready for the long look and he may tarry and i may get old i may have to live on this life to be very old i'm gonna have to be ready what will i do not how will i pay my bills how will I have oil in my lamp? I was recently sitting at a table with Vicky and a couple, another couple friends of ours talking about the future. And I had, to, I had to say, I'm not ready for the end. I'm, I have gas in my tank. I am full of fire. So I don't even know. I'm not ready to have this discussion. No, come hell or high water, I'm not ready. I'm, I'm ready to go. And, and uh, I have no desire to step down or lay down or quit. Mm -hmm. or finish the race i don't have any desire to die tomorrow I, I have no desire to to retire and make life easy i have a desire to continue the journey my eye on the prize the upward call of god and keep burning my lamp and keep buying oil and keep having my re reserves refilled and of course we know that the reserves are refilled 
fueled by the presence of God in our life, by the by the response of, of obedience, every day being obedient to try with all my heart not to let offense and and anger and all of the other words, jealousy and blah, 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 unforgiveness, keep, you know, put holes in my bag, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> leak out the oil. I, I don't want all of those. We, we struggle every day against those things good. to make sure we have oil and that our bag is, is good and it'll hold the oil we need to keep the lamp full, the light burning, because the master's coming. Whether it's he's returning in the clouds, whether the trumpets blow, whether the bowls are poured out, I don't know all that stuff. Day. That's all going to pan out. That's not up to me to decide. But I do know that my life has an expiration date and it'll come for me on that day Mm -hmm. and i don't want it anytime soon i am raring to go i have fire in my tank i want to help people find jesus and follow him i want people to find jesus and follow him and not have the wrong idea like these other five foolish people had where they just settled on on an idea that wasn't true they settled Mm -hmm. on something that's not real they settled on a belief that turned out to not be right i want to every day have my belief changed if i'm wrong lord heal me change my wrong thinking teach me your ways call me and i'll come all that stuff yeah vicky is it is it kind of like you know when when you're like okay well i probably need to get gas at some point but not right now oh maybe maybe tomorrow i'll go get gas or you know i passed the gas station but i don't want to i don't want to get gas today and then an emergency happens you gotta go and there's no gas in the tank I kind of I kind of think it, I'm I'm that guy who tries to get as close to empty as possible, you know. You and Steve both um that was what's so freaky yesterday about the road is that we only <laughs> we had 100 miles to go and and it took us 1000 hours to get through that dirt road. Anyway, uh yeah, you know, I'm just it to me that's exactly it. I just I can't get away from the fact that these women the in the story, these these virgin virgins were they went out there and they thought they were doing right. And they just stopped short of the, the goal. They just shot, st- stopped, I'm sorry, short of finishing the race. Their lamps were burning. Their lamps were burning. And mm-hmm. that's, and that you know, a lot of us, our lamps are burning when we start. And and we have a slow leak, I think you said, or your, your gas tank is, is empty. Or we don't plan for the future. Yeah, and or, it, yeah, I was also thinking, like, you know, they had to go back and buy that's right. extra, extra it's oil. It's too late. But the interesting thing is it, it costs them money. So maybe they, you know, if I'm trying to think put myself in that position maybe i was trying to save something back for myself and not you know maybe I, that that'd be how i w- would kind of see myself reacting like well i might not need to buy an extra flask of oil because he, he'll probably come so i'll save some for me mm-hmm. and the others were like well we'll we'll be out of luck if we don't we might as well spend spend our money put it all in and we'll be okay either way whether yeah. he's late or on time and I don't know. It doesn't seem to go well for those of us who have, you know, try to save something back to That's the right. side. Hold on, hold on to something that is really good because in our life we always want to hold on to something. And we, it, things own us. Uh, the world system owns us and it lies to us. But the thing I keep thinking about is the no runner gets the uh, prize unless he crosses a finish line. Finishes the race. Who is that? Paul. Who's That's Paul. That? Paul. I mean, it's like why do we presume that? the kingdom of heaven is anything different than that mm. that we raise our hand and say my oh look at you know I, jesus i believe in you i believe in you that's it that's all i need to do when everything we read in these parables it's about actions your whole it's it's these things are all actions 
I'm I'm kind of a practical guy. What would be like a one, two, three? How do you stay ready? Something like that. How do you make sure it's like what which you are is that Jesus has to be the throne of your life. Hmm. There has to be an understanding of 100% all in. Like anything you put above Jesus, like your children. I recently heard a story of someone who had, they were all in, and then they had a child, and then they said, we got to protect our child from all this stuff, and they just, they, they got into such protection of their child, they ended up falling away from the Lord and lo- literally stopped being Christians. It's like, the minute you start putting other things in front of him, you're going to be like the people whose oil runs out. That's right. You're mm-hmm. going to start looking at the world and your oil's going to run out. And um, the throne of our life must have the Lord and all that he is and all that he has for us on the throne of that life. And then he's a covering. The Holy Spirit's a covering. Uh, Jesus is a, he washes, he washes clean what's under the covering and God, the father protects us through the Holy spirit. And we live this life and we get our life in order. Our, the oil flows directly. Kind of like priorities. Yeah, the absolute. So it's, so really it's very well documented throughout the Bible that, you know, that like, for instance, the two become one flesh when you get married. So your wife is really you. I mean, what, what are you going to give? Put, put as the high priority in your life. What's the, the highest priority in your daily life has to be the you, your wife, right? Mm. And so you have to serve and give and, and lay down your life for Jesus first and your wife, your spouse second and your children third. And people all the time get that mixed up. Their children come before, yeah. their oh, yeah. wife that comes before. Yeah, their, that's hard. Everything has to come before. And, uh, God, the, the throne of your life has to be serving him, loving him, his will, not your will. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so he called us to move to Africa. Well, I don't want to bring my kids in Africa. Well, that's exactly what I said about Oroville. I don't want to raise our kids in Oroville. And an hour later, he says, I want you in Oroville. Well, I have to surrender that and say, Oroville, Oroville turned out to be the greatest place to raise kids on earth. Mm-hmm. And it just, it just, everything about him, when you follow him, he makes the path straight. These, these, bridesmaids that ran out of oil he says the this phrase i didn't even know i don't even know, know you like you don't even know me i was out there waiting. i was out there burning for a whole yeah. lampful you know yeah and yet i made the mistake of letting it go because i got my i got my eye off the prize I, I, I quit running it. the race i quit mm-hmm. making winning the race important i heard all these people say well you said the prayer you signed the card you paid the tithe that you attended the church for a week it does you know all the things they say or you were born into this family or you you know your heritage is and jesus is saying something completely different that the lamp is full and the light is burning and i don't i've never met anybody whose light is burning and his lamp is full and it's not totally obvious i've looked at the things they believe and they don't believe like me and there's so many subjects they don't believe like me in and i think they're going to be fine because that lamp is burning and that light is on and they're after him and i think he's going to say i knew you well and it takes hard work though right because Putting him first, putting your wife before yourself, putting your kids before yourself, putting everybody else before yourself. It takes being prudent. Hmm. I plan to to not be watching things I shouldn't watch, thinking things I shouldn't think. I plan to not have anything bad. I don't put myself in a position where I could be accused of things. Yeah. You know, we... I plan ahead prudently, and that's what this is talking about, to keep my oil, not to be taken aside and distracted and let my lamp go out because i of lack of care so you you make a plan it was really cool while you guys are away um 
we have a, a guest speaker that comes every every six months. His name's uh, Josiah, Josiah Igano, yep. and he he actually uh, did he introduce Derek and Danielle, your your daughter and son-in-law, or did they? Do, I, I can't remember he, quite he the story. He is a fulcrum of that. Yeah, he, but he yeah. he was uh, friends of both of us. He led a, Derek to the Lord. Yeah. He led Derek to Jesus, and and just he lead, he does a lot of stuff. He's worked in professional sports, strength yeah. and conditioning, but he does a lot of teaching. And he taught, he taught a few classes with us in the School of Transformation. He said the difference between uh, succeeding for Jesus and, and failing often comes down to choices versus commitments. Love it. And so if, you, if you're just going along life and, you're, and you, you're just doing life you know, as it happens, rolling with the punches, you make thousands of choices a day, right? And, and so even the best of us make some of those choices wrong. The difference is sometimes... The, the people who are prudent, they make commitments. I will commit to, I will commit to my wife, and that means I don't go this place or do these things with the other baseball players. He was right. he was saying, right. or the other coaches, or the other yeah. guys on this team, right? I don't I don't put myself in situations that I might make a bad choice, right. and that that just struck me. I had to interrupt you because. Choices versus commitments. I think so. So much of us are like, "Oh, I'll just uh, let my day happen, and we'll see 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 what happens." And at the end, you're like, "How did it all go wrong?" Um, but it seems like these those those uh, bridesmaids with the oil, they had a plan, they had a commitment, commitment. Right. to do it do it one way, and it did take work, right? They had to haul oh. along a bunch of extra oil, and they had to pay for it. Yeah. But it the small price to pay it seems like i plan to succeed i don't plan to fail mm. and i put myself in a position not to fail so you avoid you avoid what's not good for you and you go towards what is good for you um i see it all the time this happens constantly where someone's on fire for the lord their lights burnt and bright and someone offers them a job for double the money or the benefits and all that stuff that they're they've been told to worry about mm. and and all of a sudden they say you have to work sundays and you can't go to church mm. And then you talk to them six months later and you go, where you been? Well, I got this job. I work every Sunday. And, and you, the other one, someone else comes to you and says, what do I do? This, look, at this, ben, look at this opportunity. I said, well, as long as you can still be part of church, you should plan ahead. What's important to you? What's going to keep you with Jesus on the throne of your life? Is it going to be not going to church and being fed at the trough? Not having the banqueting table continually and all the fellowship and the covering of brotherhood and, and communion and all that? And they, you know, I would turn the job down. Mm-hmm. And everyone that turns the job down turns out really well. They don't, nobody dies in poverty. Nobody, you know, it, it's just God takes care of them. And everyone who takes the job, first. most of them don't fall. I mean, most of them don't make it. The ones that do come out of it looking like someone who doesn't have a fire. They yeah. have no lamp. Their care for their life is about themselves. Because when they had a decision to make, they went the way of caring for yourself. And once you go the way of caring for yourself and not trusting in the Lordship of Jesus Christ, his, him on the throne, he will take care of me. Mm-hmm. He is my Lord, my master. He'll feed me as long as I work, as long as all my decisions are towards him. And I know a lot of people like come in and, and, and have had that decision. I remember one young man was offered by a family member $68 an hour. Like, and, and he was losing his car in foreclosure. And there was all these things. And he said... No, I'm going to, I'm not going to take the job. I'm going to keep working on my soul. I'm going to keep working on myself. 
Every time in my life I've taken the big job, one time $40 an hour, one time $50 an hour for a prevailing wage. Now it's up to $68 an hour because they're going to make me a foreman, promise me all these things. I know every time I've made that choice, it's led to disaster. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make this choice. I've never tried this before. And these people, you know, our pastors, they love Jesus and they're, they're happy. And I've never been happy. And he says, I'm turning down that $68 an hour. Well, he's now a pastor on our staff. He now helps other people decide whether to take those jobs or not mm-hmm. take those jobs. He doesn't tell them what to do. He just tells them what he did and how it worked out for him. And every time he made that other choice, he went around. And there was a time when I had him many years ago, let's say 15 years ago I had him, and he went a certain distance and he threw the game and went and took the job. Well, he had eight years of sticking needles in his neck and then every between every finger and toe and and just destroying everyone around him, disappointing everyone around him, just destroying his life. Well, the last time he did it, he said, no, I'm going to choose this way. I'm going to plan for my future by investing in my soul. And for the first time in his life, he was prudent. Mm. Now his light is burning bright. But listen, he can't get complacent. The next job for $100 an hour is still going to be offered to him. Yeah. He now works for Jesus and does the same job for zero that he was offered $68 for. And he runs a bunch of men and and he changes their lives and leads them to safety and freedom and goodness. And I mean, it's just this is the choice. This is the why in the road. The 10 virgin bridesmaids mm-hmm. is the why in the road. And this is what the he- kingdom of heaven, when you see the kingdom of heaven, you're going to go, oh, and you're going to compare it to all these situations in your life. He's saying the virgin bridesmaid is a great comparison to what you're going to see in the kingdom of heaven, that everyone that planned for their future wins and gets to go in. And everyone that did not plan for their future gets told, I didn't know you. Now, I'm not talking about, I'm talking about spiritual health, not financial wealth. I'm not talking about honeys and monies. I'm talking about who make the plan for their spiritual health Mm -hmm. by being, the, the oil is normally known to be the spirit of God. Those who have the spirit of God plan to have the spirit of God, made sure that in the future they can have the spirit of God, that it isn't that he would leave them. It's that they would leave him. Hmm. And if you're feeling far from God, guess who moved? You took a Y in the road to go take care of yourself instead of saying, Lord, you're the Lord. I'm going to, why don't I just trust you? And if you want me to have $100 an hour, it's going to it's gonna come to me in a way that keeps me in the body of Christ. Jesus number one. Jesus mm-hmm. number one. You can go make a $68 an hour and be fine. Yeah. But he couldn't because he knew what it did to him. So he made the right choice for him. And the next guy, maybe... Maybe that job is next door and he can stay plugged into the kingdom and stay plugged into the oil and mm-hmm. keep filling and keep filling and keep filling so that when the bridegroom comes and demands of him his soul, he has the Holy Spirit burning in him. And, and of course, the blood of Jesus cleanses us from every un- unrighteousness. And that has to be an active, everyday thing. It's not a one and done thing. And so that's what these parables, more than anything, spell out and i cannot believe people don't get this i think uh, practically um as we lead people through this you know figuring this out a lot of us um and a lot of you who are listening think you know well my kids my kids i have to put my kids number one or you know my husband and when we do it practically 
it's like actually literally talking to your children and saying in a prayer, you know, I need to give you to Jesus because the truth is they're not yours. Hmm. And they're really on loan. You know, the Lord, the Lord chose you for your children. And he is really, Lord, you can, you cannot change tomorrow. You cannot change, sorry, Max, but one hair on your head, yeah. you know, by worrying and That's stuff. Right. And so often I meet so many Christians that just worry and control and stress about their children, about their marriage, about their husbands, about their wives. And the truth is you really need to continually take them to the cross of Jesus and yeah. tell Jesus, I give them to you. They're I not mine. You. I trust you. You know, then you then when things happen, and it's scary because, of course, the, the worst thing happened to us and our daughter and our son-in-law that one of our grandkids got killed, but got, I think got killed, died, died of leukemia. But we're okay because we know she's with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And she's our numbers of days are written in his book of life, and it says he can't escape it for the most part. We just presume that everyone gets 80 years, but some people get seven, some people get 42, and some people get 97. So it really is, he is the Lord of our life. He is the Lord of today. He is the Lord of our children and our, our life. And those virgins, they just, they got it wrong. The five mm. of them got it wrong. They were in control of their own lives and their yep. destiny. And it's like, you know, they did, they did it right for so long, and then they did it wrong. And I think those who endure to the end will be saved. Those who endure to the end will be saved. Mm. And I just, even if we're, Steve and I are just too, we're too adamant about it, the truth is we'll probably make it because we're going to, we're going to endure to the end. We're going to, I'm going to make sure I have oil in my, in my, um, Lamp. Oil basket hmm. in my lamp. Oil I, basket. I, in my oil basket. Yeah, probably not a good, but that probably won't be well. In my oil container. Yeah. Flask. Flask. He said his last uh, words in this parable are, be on the alert then, the for alert. you do not know the day or the hour. It really is a story of the kingdom of heaven is going to be like this. You do not know the day or the hour. I like it. I like what you say, because when I used to read this, it was like, oh, okay, well, that's that's when Jesus is coming back. And so... Where everybody be in the last two thousand yeah. years, it hasn't been them. So what are the odds it's going to be me? <laughs> but when I when I got here is the first time I ever heard somebody say, "No, that happens for everybody. <laughs> it's not just well, when Jesus comes back; it's when He comes for you." That's right. Right, and um, and so I I just like you read the news and people like people go in in crazy freak ways all yeah. the time, you know, and they don't have to be uh, eighty. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not just. Um, it's not just people dying of old age. I mean, yeah, somebody jumped off. Uh, was they were bungee jumping, and the guy said, "Okay, go," and pointed to the guy, and the girl jumped because she thought it was. She thought he was talking to her, and she jumped, and she I wasn't would, tied to anything. Oh my god, that's horrible! And it's it's just like, I mean that that could be anybody. There's you know, no guarantees. Anytime. That's exactly right. Today could be, you know, could be graduation day for That's all of us. That's a horrible story. So the, yeah, it's a horrible story. I mean, a horrible story. I can actually you. relate to that because that's, <laughs> that's what, what happened. I oh well, it was gosh. like my my in-laws went <laughs> to uh, went to Mexico and they were my my mother-in-law wanted to go parasailing off the back of a boat. Right? Is that that's what it called. It's called yeah. parasailing. And, they, and my father-in-law made a joke like, okay, well, this is how much it costs, but how much do I have to pay so she doesn't come back down? And they're like, oh, senor, that's so silly, you know. 
And then she gets up in the air and they're like, okay, well, it'll be this much. And he's like, no, 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 don't cut her loose. Oh. <laughs> they, they took him seriously. <laughs> oh gosh, that's horrible. Max, <laughs> so just, look at Luke. Your producer just, has his hands over get his eyes. Maybe, maybe we should. Uh... <laughs> if, my, if my mother-in-law Emily's listening, we you're always in good hands. Okay, we, we're glad you were safe. And you're very anyway, brave. be ready with your, have, make sure you have oil in your lamps. Yeah, be ready. Be you're ready. You're going to be like, you guys are like those guys, uh, you, you've been camping a lot now, you know, those guys that come with their Jeep and they, they can't see out the windows because they have fuel containers on everywhere. That's Steve. That's you, right? Steve's so overpacked this time. It was yeah, amazing. Yeah, I, I overpacked, but that's all right. It's great. It's, it doesn't hurt anything. Maybe we're going to show up. We're going to try this out coming up on the men's retreat in a few weeks. I'm going to bring out those old uh, 1950s Coleman lanterns that I got. That's yeah. awesome. That you said that's the best, you know. They're the best ones. I remember you told me once, these are the ones where you put the o- the oil. oil in the bottom and you have to pressurize them, yeah, them, and, them yeah. and everything. And then you, you let them fill up with a little bit with gas and you light them. We'll see if you'll be ready. And uh, Steve said, you know, something about um, we the guy, what was it? The be- something about a guy exploding coming back. Oh no, the guy two two people jump out of an airplane, and as they're coming down with their parachutes, a guy goes flying, go, is heading up towards them from the ground, and as they pass him, he yells, "Camp stove." Yeah, <laughs> that's just gonna be me. Yeah, lantern. You got two weeks. Lantern. Coleman yeah. lantern. Yeah, those used to blow Let's up and burn it. all the time. Don't, you know, don't light it near our new, new yeah. trailer, please. Okay, I'll light it near my old go. one. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> anyway, they the in our life, me and Vicky, I used to say all the time, we have a fairy tale life. Nothing ever goes wrong. <laughs> and it's really hard to test your theory about being full, lamp full or not full, because well, you just walk great. around. It's like he protects you and you have nothing to complain about. <laughs> and I maybe shouldn't have said that so much because, you know, along came the crash of the economy. And, 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 you know, it was like, wow, this happened to me. You know, mm. people leaving or getting fed church shrinking or growing. That isn't happening to me. That's each person making a decision on their own what to do. Mm-hmm. It's not. Uh, it's not happening at me, or f- it's not in my life yeah. going wrong. But man, about the time the economy started crashing, you know, we had a string of things like the economy crashing, losing all this. Oh, eight point five million dollars in equities, and you know the things that we lost in that crash, and then then after that, our house burns down, and our granddaughter suffers for three years. And no, our, wait, our wait, our house friend, burned down on our thirty seventh anniversary. On our thirty seventh anniversary, <laughs> yeah, what, our, anniversary, eating our anniversary dinner, watching the fire come that eventually burned our house down. That's right. And then our granddaughter, granddaughter. suffered. That was obviously the worst Horrible. thing of all time. Seven yeah. year old suffering for three yeah. years, she but how much love there was in that three years. I mean, who would trade that? The love, anyway. And then Jordy getting sick, and mm-hmm. that just horrible and you know you look at it and you go well how does your faith survive one of those right. things yet four in four in a short time and 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 there's others you know there's the 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 struggles of life that make your life not feel like you're protected uh, where does your faith go how does it affect your faith and so i have big. to tell you that vicky and i our faith was the last thing affected it really it did not affect our faith in any way other than I, I'm not sure I believe that the way I used to pray is effective or the what I believed about praying is changing. Mm-hmm. And so am I willing to change? Yes, I'm willing to change. Am I willing to change what I believe? Absolutely. Everything in my life is on the table to be changed if God tells me I'm wrong. And so, you know, you, you have great questions about things when struggles that big happen. And I think of our young friend, Stephanie, who ended up being left with four children. How did her faith go watching her husband die, being left alone? 
mm. and to raise her to be mom and dad to four growing children. And I'm just like, you can tell that lamp is full. Yeah. That lamp is burning. Yeah. I can look at my wife coming through this most horrid situation with our granddaughter. I mean, she just feels these things so deeply and was so active in that granddaughter's life, you know. And um, it just, the pain is immense. This tragedy is incredible. But what happens to your faith? Well, I have to tell you, our faith grew. I became more passionate, more, for some reason, I I got fire from it. Mm. Uh, It's crazy. And you just look at these things. We go back to Mark being born was the only struggle I ever had. And Mark's life in my life has made me a, a good man. It's helped me become a better man. And I just look at him and I and I look at the heroic nature of this young Downs man who's now 38 that we just spent four out four days in a trailer with, and you know you get to you get to experience everything uh, when you're four you're days in a trailer, right? Full. And we just looked at the blessing of this young man and I, he was he was maybe being a little spiffy with his mom and I said you should never treat your mom with disrespect. Everything you are in this world, she was there. She gave birth to you. She trained you. She worked tirelessly to help you learn everything you know. You just owe your mother so much, and I just don't want you to ever be that disrespectful to her again. And it's just what happened to our faith when we had Mark? What happened to faith when the job of raising him, of training his muscles, teaching him to keep his tongue in his mouth, teaching him to talk and walk and poop, everything, teaching him Mm -hmm. to feed himself, do his own laundry. His mother did all of that. And it's like, what did we do with that tragedy in our life? That strange thing. Our faith grew. Our fire burned brighter. Our lamp got lit, man. We, we We became on fire in trusting him for Mark. Mm-hmm. Entrusting our other children with Mark, entrusting Mark with our other children, kind of thing, and I just think that this podcast should have this part in it. You really, through tragedy, through disappointment, through yes. prayers unanswered, that's where you really begin to see right. how your lamp is situated. It's good. Are you keeping the Holy Spirit light alive? Does your faith get stronger? Do you get beat down? I can't say we've been beat down by any of it. And I might be in denial, but I don't think I am. Mm. I'm just as on fire to help people find Jesus and follow him and teach him what I know. And I'm just as on fire to find out from God, what what are you saying about this verse? To me, these podcasts, we read this verse Always the Holy Spirit comes and gives me great things and shows me amazing stuff. And it's just the revelation of it. I just taught on these not long ago when we were in Matthew. And it's there's more today. And the next time I teach on them, there'll be more that day, Mm -hmm. right? And uh, it's just it's just for me It's amazing. It's really clear that the light in Stephanie Mumby is burning brighter. The light in Vicky Orsillo is burning brighter. It just gets brighter and brighter. I even think Nicole, through the horrors of living, her, of watching her daughter and missing her daughter, it's it's amazing to watch her and or read what she writes and see what she's doing. This mother of a baby that was just tortured by cancer, tortured worse by the treatments. The treatments were worse than the disease, but it was in hope of of hope of correction, right? Mm. Hope of an answer to prayer. That God would use this as the answer or something. And so you go through this struggle and you lose and you sit there in this pile of dust going, what happens to my faith? I, I asked you and you didn't answer. And that's your mindset. And if, you, if your fire is burning bright, if your oil lamp is full, 
you get it from him that I used this to help you help the kingdom. Mm. Remember, and it always comes back to remember where Avalyn is today. Remember where Jordy is today. They won the race. They won the prize. So quit mourning for them and start looking at the plan for the rest of your days. Be prudent for your days. And the only thing we're supposed to plan for the future for, and I'm telling you this, so you need to hear me today. I'm telling you the only thing we need to plan for the future is about our lamps, the oil, about the kingdom of heaven, and how we will continue to grow in it and go further up and farther in every step of the way until we cross the finish line. That's the prudent bridesmaid right. who planned for the future and had oil to spare. Amen. How am I going to keep loving Jesus? I'm just going to keep doing it one day after the other. Well, subscribe to the podcast. That'll help. That's right. Keep listening. The Uncommon Uh, Truth. Yeah, it's really great. We've got 20,000 downloads. Good job. That's That's exciting. And uh, yeah, if you, if you're, this is one of your first episodes, there's over a hundred episodes in the back catalog that you can listen to. That's good fuel right there. How many episodes are there exactly? I think we're on, uh, I I don't know exactly. We're on episode 12 of season three. Your producer should know that. Yeah, he should. I knew that. So uh, (laughs) there's a lot there and uh, there's a lot of fuel also at the School of Transformation. You can check out transformationschool.org. There's lots of different ways. Coming up, there's a way that you can, you know, join a video course that you can take at home. It's amazing. Uh, yeah. More, more on that coming in the fall. It's yeah. awesome. But uh, there's there's school here. There's school on Zoom. There's school um, on the move. There's lots of different ways. So get in touch with us. We'd love to help you learn how to keep your lant- lantern full. That's yeah. right. All right. Thanks, guys. Have really a great appreciate week. It. Glad to have you back. Thanks. See you next week. Bye-bye. You've been listening to The Uncommon Truth. Thank you so much for making us a part of your podcast routine. We really hope you enjoyed our conversation today and would love to get your feedback. You can tell us what you think about today's show at uncommontruthpodcast at gmail.com. You can also get in touch to ask questions for Steve and Vicki or suggest a subject you'd like to hear covered. Either way, we'd love to feature your comments on an upcoming episode. If you're new to the show or just haven't done so yet, please take a moment to leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. That helps push the show up the charts so more people can find us. If you know someone who would enjoy the types of conversations that happen on The Uncommon Truth, click share on the podcast app of your choice or send them to uncommonpodcast.com. Until next time, have a great week and keep running after Christianity the way Jesus meant it to be.